Welcome to the STC Summer Podcast on the Practice of Neighbouring. Join us each week as we dive deeper into what it means to be biblically better neighbours. We hope you enjoy. Great. It's fabulous to be here and with you again for what is our last of our summer podcasts on the theme of neighbouring. Now, today I am joined by a very special guest, uh, a dear friend of mine, a church leader in the city, uh, a chap by the name of Dave Ducker. Dave, hi. Hi, Alan. Fantastic. Dave, um, uh, we've known each other for a little while, um, got to know each other quite well, Uh and but what it'd be really great just to start with is um tell us a little bit about yourself who are you who am i well yeah dave uh, married to sarah and together we lead St. phillips church um we both have lots of history with uh, the st tom's uh, wider family so we're married up at crooks and been part of crooks and billy uh, over the years we're a family of five we have three daughters and we live in Hillsborough. The wonderful, wonderful Hillsborough. Very good. Uh, St. Philip's, great church as well. Shameless plug. Um, if you are looking to leave St. Tom's, do check them out. Uh, <laughs> uh, and if you are, do let us know why as well, because uh, that would be really interesting to hear. Um, so, uh, Dave, you're living down in Hillsborough. Um, you kind of you moved away, didn't you? And then you came back to Hillsborough. So tell us a little bit about where you live, how long you've been there. Um, we've had a house uh, in Hillsborough for, on the same road for about 16 years. Um, as Alan said, we, we were away for four and a half years in Bristol while uh, I was uh, training, being theologically trained and a little bit longer uh, hanging out down there. And we rented our house out while we were away. Um, so we lived uh, on one house and we made just over five years ago, the world's shortest move and moved uh, next door. So we always used to look over our fence like you do and think, wow, that's a fantastic house. It'd be an amazing community house. Um, partly because there's a large outbuilding at the bottom of the, uh, the garden. But if, if ever that came up, we would love the opportunity to buy that. So it's quite a faith journey when it did come up. When the previous owners came round one summer and told us they were up, uh, upping sticks and moving to France, and we said, oh, wow, we'd love to pursue being able to buy that off you. So we feel very blessed to live where we do. Wow. Great. Dave, while we were um, prepping to uh, record, you told a little bit of a, a story about um, the history, uh, not only of the street of the area, but also um, the house that you moved into. I'd love to hear a little bit more of that. Yeah. Um, not only is there, you know, the research of some people love, don't they, of their own house and kind of what's gone on, former owners, um, I think the people who first owned our house were builders, and potentially with a building firm that built the uh, the train station uh, and the city hall in Sheffield. So we had fun finding that out. But then from other neighbours, you also find out kind of what's happened on the street over the years. And um, I think it transpired from local knowledge that one of the former owners owners of our house had. Um, 
was very particular about parking. And some people are, aren't they? And they really care about their parking space in front of their house and their right to park there at all times. And so the story goes that if you happen to, to park in front of uh, our house, uh, at one stage in history, you would run the risk of having your uh, car keyed um, for tra transgressing um, in that way. <laughs> and so over the years, um, we've intentionally chosen not to care. I'm not sure we did anyway, but to really not care about where we park, uh, how near or far away it is from our house, nor who parks there, in fact. I guess you can see it as a kind of bonus. If you end up actually being able to park outside your own house, then that's a bonus day. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, Dave, that um, when you first moved in, that there was always a space outside of your house. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly vacant. Uh, yeah. So for you then, really doesn't matter then. You've made that active choice to not feed into um, to some of the stories that there are on the on the street. Yeah, and if, if you're aware of negative stories, it's it's trying to think creatively, I guess, of how you can be part of a redemptive story of, of changing that narrative. Um, you know, so even the other week, some, someone was having worked on having a kitchen done on a, on a neighbouring street, actually, but just around the corner. And I don't think I quite got there, but I wanted to offer to, if he needed to, somewhere to put his skip, and put it outside our house um, because it's difficult, isn't it? Getting escape where you need it to be sometimes. And it's that kind of mentality of obviously there's a right side of ownership, but there's some stuff we can probably choose to let go of and share. And I think maybe some of the the kind of attitude, mental attitude that goes with some of that thinking is, you know, we're fortunate to have one of the larger properties on the house. Uh, on the street and there'd be a danger of slipping into a kind of lord of the manor kind of thinking and you know and so we've chosen intentionally wherever we can to share what we have and uh, to see our home as an open home as I guess many of you would also want to do so at times like Christmas obvious times to open up we've wanted to invite the street in um, and just to break down some of, I guess, any of the barriers that might exist uh, between neighbours. And... Come on. So you've got, um, so you've obviously been on the street for a long time and you've got to know some of the neighbours and some of the stories. You've picked up on the, the sense that around the property that you own, um, that there's this real sort of sense of negativity, um, especially at the parking space outside. Um, you have a, um, a heart to do things differently, to bring a little bit of change, to bring a little bit of healing to, to the local community. Big house on the street. We're similar down in Walkley. Um, it's, uh, it's great that you're feeling that you're not looking down your nose at, at those around you, or at least you're aware that that, that, that could be something that you do. So open your home at Christmas. Um, your um you're trying to connect, aren't you? Um, and you mentioned as we were talking that sort of sense of um, being a positive presence to change the culture on the street. So what, does, what has that looked like for you over the years? There's obviously opening your home at Christmas. 
Um, what are the kind of things that you've done then to try and shift and change that culture that you've inadvertently stumbled into by buying a house on that particular street? Yeah, I guess, I guess there's been a few things. We, I think we've tried to seed the street just with kindness. So we've shared out of what we have. Uh, I've turned out my love of growing on an allotment um, marries nicely with people's love of rhubarb and gooseberries. So um, <laughs> did this with the girls when they were younger. We'd go and drop little bundles of uh, rhubarb on people's doorsteps. Or nowadays we do it through WhatsApp. Anyone for rhubarb? is a regular uh, posting. <laughs> and it's just been a way of, uh, I, perhaps somewhat grandly, creating a, a sharing economy. So on the street now, we've had people share all kinds of stuff, furniture, they're moving on. In lockdown, there were books, people, you know, the books got recycled through the kids, teddy bears, you know, videos people have finished with. That's just all really happened, and I think that would continue to happen whether we lived here or not. Um, so that's been really, really nice to see people just. Um, and I guess maybe introducing neighbours to neighbours because it's funny, isn't it? You know, few people perhaps perhaps more proactive about meeting their neighbours, but then perhaps you have the names and the the way to be able to do that. Um, so we were fortunate when we bought our current house to sell our old house next door uh, to good friends from church. So one of the things we did very early days was to break a hole in the wall. And I guess we'd pick this story up from someone else. They've taken a fence panel down. We had to work a bit harder. Um, but we've created it. And the, the heart of that was, um, you know, being able to access one another's gardens physically um, and share in that sense, but also that picture of that access into each other's lives. Um, and so we hope that's, well, you can't see that through the street, people know about it, um, but that's kind of sign of, of the openness and the access into each other's lives that I think, yeah, we're surprised. Mm -hmm. It's good for us, isn't it, to know and be known. So come on, why not in the, in the places we live? really really good and so there is that sense isn't there that that's um with some folk that you knew prior to knocking a hole in the wall creating the access trying to bring down some of the barriers that there can exist between neighbor to neighbor um and uh that spills out you've obviously got a great thing going um with gooseberry sharing uh and rhubarb um first podcast uh there was stories uh, from one of our uh young adults um who lived in a village where there was uh, rhubarb rustling going on where they would steal one another's rhubarb and uh pop in and out of each other's homes um i don't think it was theft i think it was a, an agreement um, but that real sort of um, sense of interconnectedness with with neighbours. And um, you, I think recently you've um, also, uh, have you built, you, you do a little bit of renovation and, and building and you're a really practical guy. Um, pizza ovens. Have you been involved? Yeah, so that was, that was my lockdown project. So having... I guess stomached as much Zoom as I could in a day. It was really good for me to have something physical and practical to do at the end of a working day. So half an hour, an hour a day, uh, I went out and built myself a pizza oven, something I'd always wanted to do. Been on the to-do list for a long time, never thought I'd have time to do it. 
And um, I think that's something else that's helped create community on the street is, is finding ways to share something of who you are and kind of, I guess, what you're up to. And again, through the WhatsApp group, I was posting regular update photos of this is what I'm up to and this is how it's going on with the promise of uh, a pizza party when we finally got out of lockdown. Now, that that's still a promise. It's yet to be fulfilled because <laughs> currently our garden's full of building materials, so it's not particularly safe or feasible to have a full-on pizza party. But that was part of the, th- the heart and the thinking of building it. It's, it's lovely for us to do as a family, but actually two minutes of pizza, you've got capacity to churn out quite a lot of pizzas um, for a lot of people. So we're looking forward to being able to 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 invite others into that um, early soon. Yeah, and it's uh, it's not just a few bricks, Dave, is it? It's a it's a full on. Oh, it's a beautiful thing, Alan. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and as you post that on the street, what kind of response have you had? You know, is um, because we have WhatsApp group on our uh, on our street. We have um, we have the sharing of stuff. We have uh, somebody who grows loads of stuff, not an allotment, just uses his back garden. Um, we've had courgettes, rhubarb comes. Uh, my wife's a big rhubarb fan. Just put that plug out there. Um, that so there's all of this happening. Um, do you get positive response as well? Are, are people- it is. It's, I guess it's particularly the people who would share a kind of love for doing practical stuff you know good skills be kind of muscles emoji or, or whatever it might be uh, or yeah looking forward to i think we've got the potential of a yeah if we, if we had a home bar on the street and our pizzas that would be a a winning combination so there's been offers of that that kind of thing people are definitely up for uh, sharing in that as well as sharing in the journey and i think maybe one thing it, it did perhaps Castleize was help people just be themselves on on the WhatsApp group. So, you know, some people, one guy's particularly good with the funny videos, so he'll often kind of post those kind of viral things just for fun. And that's that's been really nice. That's him bringing something to the kind of, to the street in his way and mine's sharing pictures of whatever I'm building. You know, it's, I hope that's what it does is, as much as people want to, I mean, not everyone, you know, not everyone wants to broadcast their life on WhatsApp, so that's fair enough. And in terms of putting stuff out, um, uh, practical projects that you're involved with, um, do you find that you uh, not only get the uh, the muscles emojis, which uh, which I'm sure are, are well received, um, as you flex in the back garden, uh, the, um, do you also find that you get offers of help and that, that there's that sort of sense of um, people giving a little bit of themselves and their time to you as well? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've learned to ask for help. Often, you know, I love helping people. So often I'm on the other, other side of, of that particular thing. So it's been really good. I've just been really blessed by how much help I have had. I mean, a recent example, I think we had about, between seven and nine households something like that helping me fill a skip of a morning you know we promised bacon butties and lots of people pitched in and and helped us do that together and that's i i don't know that would have i mean lockdown's catalyzed a lot of things hasn't it there may have been a few people before the lockdown experience we shared in together but um 
yeah, that's been really positive. And other people, other people will ask for help with stuff they need. So whether that's a recommendation for a tradesperson or whatever it is for them. The latest was a bump start. <laughs> for you or uh, not for me for someone else because knowing what you drive David I wouldn't put that past you <laughs> it could have been ours <laughs> oh, brilliant um, so you'd uh, mentioned again in our in our pre uh, our pre-podcast conversation that sort of sense of sharing economy and I guess that's a little bit of of what we're talking about that um, that sense of um, of sharing, of helping one another out, and um, that doesn't come from nowhere, does it? That's a that's something that builds over time. Um, and if there's sort of uh, one or two sort of top tips or things that that have really helped that process, um, what would be sort of up there uh, in terms of uh, in terms of top of the pile? I mean, it's a simple thing, isn't it? But I think finding ways to be present on your street, it's easy to come in, park up, open the door, go inside. Yeah. But I remember very early days, again, in our first house, uh, redoing the front garden and just being out in that space meant that I saw other people as they were coming and going. So um, I think I have consistently made it you know, like you'd want to be neighbourly and stop and chat with people when I see them getting in their car or um, to ask them about things I know they're interested in or that are involved in. So um, that's probably been key. And then little things like Christmas cards, you know, it probably took us five years of Christmas cards to kind of learn everyone's names and we, and associate names to numbers, you know, where who lived at who and it you know, really simple things of if you don't, if you miss those, then you won't get to the place of beginning to create community together because you don't know each other. <laughs> and it starts with a name and then it starts with what they're into. So um, the brilliant guy on our street who um, is involved with one of the teams, um, the Paralympics. So one day I saw him pass with a Rio bag, I think whether he'd just been to Rio or whether he'd got, but he'd be involved in that process. And so obviously we've just had the Olympics. So I was just asking him, oh, have you enjoyed this particular sport? And were you involved this time? And he wasn't, but his son was. And, you know, so it's just having those little, I guess, uh, hooks or just conversations that you're able to pick up with people. Because it might not, might be three months, maybe longer till I see him again, me- meaningfully just to stop for two minutes and, and have that conversation. But I guess they're the things that I've tried to track with over. Go on. So it's taking those opportunities then, isn't it? So yeah. you mentioned uh, that you'll do a pizza party, looking for somebody to be building their own bar in their back garden. Um, it's coming, Dave, it's coming. Uh, you've mentioned um, opening the house at Christmas and inviting folk in, um, that there are those sort of bigger staged events um, uh, that there's a bit of effort that goes into. But what you're also talking a lot about is just that natural sort of sense, isn't there, of uh, the day to day, finding yourself out in the front of the property when you're pulling up and parking, taking the time, taking the opportunity to meet people and uh, and to connect. Um, and uh, 
there's um, one other thing that you're also involved with at the moment, isn't there? Um, the, uh, the Your back garden not only contains a pizza oven, um, but you're also involved in doing some, some more work at the back. Yeah. yeah, so the building we always thought had great potential, still has great potential. And, <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's an old stable block and a two-storey building. Um, that's... I've been very slowly renovating for the last five years. Um, we're fortunate enough to be in a position where we're getting other people to start uh, developing it. So it's currently in the process of having a, a new roof put on it. But that's that's been really challenging on lots of levels, kind of having to learn how that gets built. Um, but actually, it neighbours, that particular building neighbours seven different sets of neighbours. And so there's been having to learn to, well, A, some of the kind of complicated, everything from party wall agreements to, you know, just keeping people on board with what's happening and needing access to their properties and all of those things. And it's a different place to sit, quite different from some of the things I've shared already today uh, in terms of I'm a person potentially annoying seven sets of neighbours with my noise, dust, <laughs> scaffold you name it um and so that that has been it's been challenging to navigate um and i'm sure there'll be lots more stories that come out of that but i guess i'm, I'm trying to think even now when it's finished how do we celebrate and invite people into the process they've had to endure and kind of experience by default and how might we bless them as a kind of thank you for uh, enduring that process you know how do we yeah just continue to foster as best we can relationships with with neighbors and have you had any thoughts as to what that might look like yeah i guess uh, you know i'm thinking longer term i'd love and i don't know maybe it's an idea maybe it'll to invite everyone who's been involved in the build so maybe all the different tradespeople and neighbours who've shared in the journey to have some kind of probably a pizza party, I don't know, <laughs> some kind of this is what you helped create together um, when it's done. You know, that's, it'd be an invite. Not, I'm sure not everyone would take me up on it, but it might be a nice thing to do just to recognise everyone who's been part of that journey. Come on. And then I think in terms of the neighbours who'd be more immediately affected, it might be because it's their garden by in large that's been impacted. Might just be a garden, a voucher, a yeah. garden center, you know, just to say, okay, you've probably not quite enjoyed your garden as much this summer. It's something that uh, a token, really, just to recognize that. Come on. That's so, so good. Positive memory out- outcome from, from the experience. Yeah. And the acknowledgement of the uh, of the disruption that you guys yeah. have caused um, as you've been building it. So we've obviously tried to minimize, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you got you can't do major it's, renovation it's work, can you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Dave. That's brilliant. I think uh, we're going to wrap up. Uh, it's been a real pleasure uh, to chat with you today, um, and uh, yeah, you are obviously for all your spiritual needs, your building needs, uh, your boundary <laughs> disputes. Uh, give Dave a call because uh, I'm sure he'll be able to help you out. Brilliant. Pleasure. Great to speak to you, Dave. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you have any questions about STC or would like to get in contact, 
please email admin at stcsheffield.org.